Welcome to the Think Podcast with Joel Sedicase. I'm Joel Sedicase, and this is the show where we tackle impossible questions from a biblical worldview in order to help you explain, share, and defend the Christian message. So today I want to talk about six facts about the Think Institute. The Think Institute is the ministry that I'm a part of, that I founded and launched this past year. And I want to sort of give you our backstory and explain a little bit about who we are, what we do, why we matter, how this all connects to you and in your spiritual journey, why we put out these videos and this podcast, and how that connects to the broader uh, vision, the, the broader mission and vision as to why we're here. So here we go. Fact number one, we started with a passion. I, Joel Sedicase, started blogging on apologetics in 2012, but that wasn't my first foray into evangelism, the sharing of the Christian message, or apologetics, the defense of the faith. Back in high school, I would engage my fellow students and even my wrestling teammates, yes, I was on the wrestling team, with the gospel and talk with them about why I believed that the biblical message was true. I also sought out conversations online. That was a a lot of fun for me. I would go to this forum called greenspun.com, and there was a um, uh, a forum on there that uh, was dedicated to a, a particular religious group, and I would go on there and engage with members of that religious group, and I was not always charitable. I was about 16, 17, 18, and uh, have definitely learned a lot since that time. So I certainly don't defend everything. Um, I probably defend everything I, well, no, I guess I don't probably defend everything I said, but I defend a lot of it. Um, But uh, certainly not my approach. But that was sort of my first foray into this, uh, this world of apologetics. I didn't know the term apologetics in those days, but I was developing a passion for defending biblical truth to folks who believed differently, shall we say, who, who rejected it. Now, that passion grew as I grew, and I got my undergrad in history at Grove City College. And I went through a period of time, like pretty much all millennials, where I was certainly not following the Lord in uh, the way that I should have been. I wouldn't say that I lost my faith, per se. Certainly didn't lose my salvation, because I couldn't, can't, Jesus was holding me. But I certainly was not living for the Lord. I, I really wasn't. Um, but the Lord started to draw me back after I graduated from college and began my career in the working world, first in real estate, then as a financial advisor and uh, as, an, as an insurance professional. The Lord started to draw me back. And without going into too much of the details, a lot of that had to do with getting reconnected back into the church. I had been out of the local church for um, a number of years. Not that I wasn't attending at all, but just really didn't have a a church home. So there was nobody who cared about me in the church. So the Lord started to draw me back into a great church community at College Church in Wheaton. And um, that eventually led to a period of time in which I met my wife, which was sort of the next catalyst for my spiritual journey. And uh, Elise has been incredibly encouraging and has just moved me leaps and bounds forward in my in my faith. Part, part of that was drawing me out of the world of insurance and into the world of Christian education. And that is where I rediscovered my 
passion for defending the faith. As I would teach these high school students scripture and the Bible, I actually taught Bible. And as I taught, I would come across these objections that that students would bring to me. And eventually what I realized is in narrating the story of the whole Bible and explaining to students how it all fit together, I needed more education. I needed more theological education. And that passion for defending the faith and for explaining the faith really started to grow until I really realized this is what I wanted to do for a living. But I didn't know how to turn that passion into a profession just yet. So I went to seminary. And eventually, by way of seminary, I became a pastor. I began first at Grace Point Church out in Plainfield, Illinois. But then I moved to a church in Chicago called Park Community Church, which had been a church home for Elisa and me when we first started dating, first gotten married. And while I was at Park, my love for evangelism and apologetics only grew. I continued on at seminary and um, I observed firsthand the need for training in these disciplines at the local church level. And so it became a dream of mine to really start an institute within the local church. This is sort of the first seed form of the Think Institute. I, I wanted to develop a ministry within the church that would provide an education in what the Bible teaches and how to communicate it. And my wife, Elisa, shared that dream with me and really supported me in pursuing it. See, what I envisioned was an organization teaching believers who would never attend seminary, but who loved their non-Christian neighbors and their co-workers and their friends and their family members. And they wanted to tell them about the hope that they had in Jesus. And they wanted to be able to engage with some of the questions and the, the hard objections that people were raising for them. And so what did I do as a pastor? I began to start these discussion groups. And this is something I actually started out at Grace Point Church. I got a band of brothers together and we started meeting in these pubs. And I I, uh, took that format and brought that with me to Park Community Church. And I also brought my education experience to bear through the development of evangelism and apologetics classes for Park Community Church. I started blogging for the church. I started pushing um, to start this institute within the church. But as it turns out, God had other plans. I wanted to start the institute from within the local church, um, but I found myself in a situation where I was working uh, so many hours, I really did not have an opportunity to pursue this institute with the hours that I really needed to dedicate to it if it was going to be a success. And then now, last year in 2018, I found myself in the situation where I was the interim pastor at one of the locations for Park Community Church, the Forest Glen location. And I was candidating to become the permanent pastor in that position. But like I said, God had other plans. And I was told that I would not be getting that position. Instead, it would be going to a good friend of mine. And uh, that that friend, you can figure out who that is. He's been on this podcast before. He still is a, a great friend. And you know, initially that, that kind of stung because I was candidating and it's always hard to be told no. But in in all objectivity, as I look back on the outcome of that particular process, uh, the right man definitely got the job. And what happened was I was now in a position where I was able to ask some really hard questions and some really good questions about the course of my life and about ministry. So I was approaching 35, 
The age of 35 is really uh, a pivotal year. It's, it's a year when a lot of men figure out what they're going to be doing with the rest of their life. And um, so after that initial sting, my wife, Elisa, again, I mentioned how influential she has been in the course of events in my life. She approached me. I was sitting in my office, this very office. It didn't quite look like this at the time, but she suggested, Joel, this is the second church you've worked for now, and it hasn't worked out due to circumstances that are outside of your control. What if instead of relying on a single church, what if you relied on dozens or even hundreds of ministry supporters? These weren't her exact words, but this is the gist of what she suggested when she said, what if you looked into becoming a support raising full-time missionary? Elisa knew about this world because her dad has been a support-raising missionary to the Jewish people, doing some incredible work in Chicagoland and beyond for decades now. And her question changed everything. That was the moment when the Lord really took me out of pastoral ministry and brought Elisa and me to Crew. We had looked into a bunch of different organizations, but it was Crew City that provided the perfect pathway to pursue everything that I was trying to do, everything that I had a vision for, everything that had been coalescing into this vision to start an institute over the last several years. See, Crew is a vast international organization with many different facets. And one of those facets is called City. The goal of City is to bring the gospel to cities, to urban environments, but cities are big places. And so, Crew City has many different audiences that they work with. And one of those audiences is called church movements. Church movements is uh, this, in my opinion, it's the most exciting part of crew right now. It is working with churches in urban environments uh, for, for some really, really exciting things. And so we joined church movements in the spring of 2019. Actually, it was about a month after I had started this, the Think Institute, but about that more in a minute. So the Lord provided our funding in an unbelievably short period of time. If you are one of our ministry partners, one of our ministry supporters, and you're praying for us and providing for us financially, thank you so much because we could not do this without you. And you all showed up big time in a very short period of time. So the Lord provided for our funding, which we viewed as further confirmation of our call to this particular kind of ministry. As missionaries then with church movements, we were in the process of launching the Think Institute. And that vision that I had of starting an institute of training believers to explain and defend and share their faith really now was beginning to to take off, was beginning to get off the ground. And so the, the mission of the Think Institute, you hear me say it all the time, is we equip believers to explain, share, and defend the Christian message. That's my passion. That's the passion that launched the Think Institute. That's the passion behind the Think Podcast, behind everything that we do. And behind that is the belief that no Christian should get caught flat-footed when asked to defend the Christian faith. That's fact number one. Fact number two is this. We create tools and content to equip the Big C Church. We launched the Think Institute last spring, and it was originally a series, I'm sorry, the Think Podcast last spring, and it was originally a series of Facebook Live videos called This is Apologetics. I would do it every Monday night, and now 
what began as Facebook Live, which was suggested to me by another apologist named Alex McElroy, uh, who does live apologetics trainings on uh, Saturday. You should definitely check those out if you haven't yet. But now we've expanded that out. We've got a podcast. We've got a video series on YouTube. Uh, we're, we're active on Facebook, but we now have over 55-ish uh, episodes dealing with a, with dozens of different issues and topics, all these impossible questions that I always talk about. So it's just incredible. I actually can't even believe the guests that I've been able to interview from local pastors to um, big names like Douglas Wilson, guys like Joe Thorne, guys like Dr. Brian Thomas from the Institute for Creation Research. I've got an interview with uh, Dr. Stephen Wellam coming out this week. We talked about penal substitutionary atonement. And a few times a month, I record an episode with my brother Parker. We call those our Sons of Thunder episodes. We now also have worldview and apologetics training. And uh, so I train believers in presuppositional apologetics and in the biblical worldview. Hashtag that presup. And I created these resources for churches. You can actually download resources. I've got a, a book that I've written on the biblical worldview and apologetics training. You can get that at thethink.institute. Also on that same website, you can download the catechids tool. This is a catechism that I wrote for my kids uh, when they were little, and I still use it with them. And you can order you can get that for free on the website in PDF format, or you can also order a copy on Amazon as well. To find that, just search for Catechids, C-A-T-A-K-I-D-S, exclamation point, or search for my name, Joel Sedicase. Now that website, thethink.institute, that is the hosting platform for all of our tools and resources and uh, training. You can also sign up for our weekly email, the Think update. Um, I'm behind on that. Uh, actually, I took a couple of weeks off for the um, for the holiday, and uh, we're getting that kicked back up again this week. But that website is there to equip believers with the resources that they need to share and defend their faith. I've got some other contributors who have helped me out with that. Um, my uh, my friend, who whose name I actually can't mention, has written an article on witness, witnessing to Muslims. Um, one of our contributors, Chasten Han, has also written on there. And uh, of course, we've got the podcast on there as well with all my guests. Fact number three, we partner with churches. Now, to partner with churches, I will meet with pastors. And what I want to do is I want to interview them and determine whether or not they have an outsized vision. Is their vision bigger than the staff and volunteers that they currently have. Church Movements currently has four key offerings for churches, and as a Church Movements ministry, I bring those offerings to churches as well. And those are connecting people to Jesus, mobilizing churches to multiply, raising up missional leaders, and serving their cities. Uh, if you want to know more about that, shoot me an email at thethink.institute at gmail.com. I'll be happy to talk with you about potentially partnering with your church. So I work with pastors to create bespoke, tailored resources and trainings and initiatives to get their congregations to the next level of evangelism and apologetics readiness. I also work with ministries as well. Um, I've got some exciting partnerships coming up later this month and next year with other ministries around the Midwest. So very excited about that. Now, fact number four. 
we engage believers and non-believers together in conversation. We help people pursue truth in conversation through our think tank discussion groups held around uh, backyard bonfires at local coffee shops like City News here in Chicago and at local watering holes like the Foundation Tavern and Grill, also on the northwest side of Chicago. These are moderated, curated discussions that are based on scripture and facilitated by an an experienced administrator, uh, an experienced conversation leader, i.e. me, but we're working on expanding that out so that it won't just be me doing these trainings. And so now that leads us to fact number five. Fact number five, we are moving into new discipleship territory in 2020. I can't share all the details about this just yet, but we are working on launching an invite-only cohort to train and equip believers in a very focused, very intentional, very missional way. And the goal here is to be able to make these guys ready to teach and train other believers to partner with churches to help their members live out their calling and to fulfill their own piece of the Great Commission. Again, this all ties back to our vision of equipping believers. And we want to do this in strategic neighborhood locations around the city of Chicago and eventually beyond the city of Chicago. We're also looking at expanding our impact, um, as I said, beyond the city of Chicago through partnerships and initiatives uh, with uh, some very, very cool things. Again, I don't want to give give away too much. Um There's an old proverb that says, uh, one who puts on his armor should not boast like one who takes off his armor. So I'm going to, I'm going to wait on that. Fact number six, sixth and final fact. We are supported by ministry partners. The Think Institute is a culmination of years of interest, study, and preparation. And we are backed by hundreds of ministry partners like you who support Elisa and me financially and through prayer via crew. You can join our team by going to give.crew.org slash 1018841. Again, that's give.crew.org slash 1018841. 1018841 is our giving number with crew. We are crew missionaries. We are missionaries here in the city of Chicago. I'm not employed by a church. I'm not um, employed. I'm not rich and self-funded somehow. We are funded by the believers that we equip. And we equip believers with knowledge and engage them in conversation with non-believers and encourage them to share and defend the Christian message because we believe no believer should get caught flat-footed when asked to defend the Christian faith. So to connect with the Think Institute, go to thethink.institute or find us on social media. You're welcome to check us out. You're welcome to become part of our community. I'm actually toying with the idea of starting a Facebook group for the Think Institute. Uh, Everyone who's interested in analyzing and answering life's big questions is welcome to shoot me an email or reach out to me on Facebook at the Think Institute or Twitter at Joel Sedeckes or at Think Inst, I-N-S-T. Now, if you're an apathetic Christian who is uninterested in fulfilling the Great Commission, uninterested in Christ's calling on your life, you're just kind of looking to wait it out until Jesus comes back and not interested in taking your faith to the next level, not interested in doing what Jesus calls every Christian to do, 
you need not apply. We're not interested. Uh, but if you're interested in getting serious about your faith, in rigorous study, in putting your faith into action, not just accumulating knowledge for knowledge's sake. And I believe me, I love knowledge. But in the book of Proverbs, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding always go hand in hand. So you have to be willing to, to learn how this all fits together and affects your daily life. If that's you, man, you are more than welcome to join us, to join this movement. Unbelievers, atheists, skeptics, Muslims, Mormons, uh, those who practice Judaism, those who practice Catholicism. You are more than welcome to join this conversation. I love answering good faith challenges to the Christian message. It invigorates me. I believe that the Christian message is the true message and the hope for the world. If you are someone who does not believe that message, I consider it an, an honor to engage with those who disbelieve. Christians who are not gospel-centered, Christians who are pursuing other uh, initiatives like uh, wokeness or critical theory or prosperity theology or really anything else that takes the emphasis off of Jesus Christ, off of him crucified, off of the gospel message and puts it on some kind of a social cause. Um, you're more than welcome to engage with us in conversation, but that is not what we are about. We are about the gospel of Jesus Christ, which changes lives, which equips believers, which Jesus Christ has called us to bring to the world and to disciple the nations with. Does that have social impact? Absolutely. But that's gospel-driven, gospel-motivated, gospel-saturated, gospel-caused social impact. And that looks a lot less like leftist politics. It looks a lot less like uh, flag-waving, right, uh, alt-right identity politics. And it looks a lot more like Jesus politics. It looks a lot more like a Jesus movement. It looks a lot more like uh, like a gospel movement than it does any particular ideology. And so um, there you have it. That's, that's who is more than welcome to engage with us. Now, if you haven't done so yet, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And know this, this is not goodbye. This is just a stop along the road on your spiritual journey. I hope that you have a chance to engage with some of our high-quality content this week. And until next time, I hope it makes you think.